Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Hey, on today's episode, I want to share with you my seven top keys to be able to help you to not only recession-proof your business, but also corona-proof your business for these uncertain times, especially as we are navigating these waters that have been uncharted. It's uncharted territory. It's kind of a once in a lifetime. And I don't want to make light of the situation, but I also want to make sure that you have some tools and resources and support while you are navigating exactly what's happening in the world right now. So I'm going to walk you through my seven keys that I think might help put some of your mind at ease to be able to focus on some strategic and tactical things in order to actually move forward in your business. Now, sometimes the best move is to do nothing. And so first, that's that's not a, a key or a secret, but I want to make sure that first you check in with yourself and give yourself grace and permission to do what it is that you need to do in order to feel good about the decisions that you're making. If you feel like right now you need to take a break for your own mental health and stability, I first want to honor and encourage you to do that because I think it's important for you to understand what is triggering you, what is uh, going to make you feel safe and secure because as a business owner, that is more important than being able to go out and make money. Now, that being said, I think it is really, really uh, important that if you are a business owner and an entrepreneur, that you have the skills necessary in order to be able to weather the storm. And in some cases, not losing any money is actually a good thing. Meaning that if you can get through all of this crisis, the pandemic, and possibly a recession without kind of losing your shirt and having everything kind of go out from underneath you, then you are going to be um, in, in good standing. So let's get to it. I want you to grab your paper and your pen because this one's going to be a doozy with a lot of information that I'm going to give to you within a short amount of time to just make sure that you have the keys that you need in order to move forward. So let's start with number one. Number one is going to be retaining your clients. Now, I know that you may be either shaking your head or rolling your eyes at me right now because you're like, well, duh, isn't that a given? But I'm going to tell you that I've seen lots of people, uh, a lot of my peers, reach out and mention that they've had clients just cancel on them left, right, and center because guess what happens when people are panicked? They start to do things that are um, unusual, that are out of the ordinary. And so I want you to make sure that you are really putting your arms around your existing clients, that you're taking the time to not only do the thing that you're supposed to be doing with them, but honest to goodness, just opening up your heart to ensure that they are okay as humans and that they have what they need um, to be able to feel safe and secure during these uncertain times for them as well. So this could mean that you are doing things that are a little bit more unusual than what you would normally do. And that's totally okay. Please know that this is um, uncalled for or yeah, you know, it's, it's 
calls for the time uh, and it's not going to be something that lasts forever. Um, and if you need to communicate this, the expectations around how you're going to be made available, then please go ahead and do that. But I think it's really important that for your own sanity, for your own safety and security and the longevity of your business, that you really think about how you can continue to retain your clients, what's necessary in order for them to feel like they're going to get the biggest benefit out of the investment that they're continuing to make with you, not only from a dollar perspective, but also with the time and the effort and the energy, because they may not have a lot of that as their thoughts and as their um, focus is maybe elsewhere. So number two is don't stop your business development activities, meaning that the things that create business in your business are extremely critical. And I know that the, again, the natural likelihood or tendency can be to withdraw and shrink because you're trying to conserve expenses. And we're going to talk about that in a, a later point. But the main thing here that I want all of us to really focus on and understand is that business has a certain life cycle, meaning that the activities that you do today, you may not actually see the result or the fruit from until it could be three weeks, it could be three months, it could be three years. It really depends on the overall sales cycle for your business. And so if you all of a sudden uh, stop planting those seeds and you stop doing the marketing and the sales, then you will not have business coming through the door at the three week, the three month or the three year mark and everything in between. So the natural tendency is going to be to shrink, to stop, to take a pause, to not make the investments. And I'm going to encourage you to really think long and hard about the things that actually do provide you with an ROI and that you continue that as much as you possibly can while still being um, mindful of the things that you need to do to manage your expenses, to manage your time, to manage your effort. Now, remember that marketing and sales is the lifeblood. And if you are doing this consistently and constantly, then when people are ready to spend more, they will remember you. They will remember that you were consistent. They will remember that you showed up even in good times and in bad. And there's a lot to be said around how that builds trust. Because when you're able to show that no matter what, through thick and thin, you are still there for them, people remember that. And it allows them to feel safe and secure knowing that you are a person of your word. So don't stop. Don't stop. And if right now you're you're just not certain on what those activities need to look like, look in the rear of your mirror. You never have to guess about the things that have given you success. I want you to go back to the last three months or six months and really take a hard look at the activities that have given you the most success as it relates to garnering you new leads, new customers, and being able to fill up your uh, database with the people that you most want to serve. Now, number three is uh, getting creative, diversifying your offers. This is about the potential to pivot. Now, I know that right now you may feel like, oh my gosh, is, is this the right time to be doing something brand new and different? Yes. Now, I'm going to put a bit of a caveat here. If you are just simply throwing spaghetti against the wall because you're panicking and you're trying to scramble and put a whole bunch of stuff together, that is not what I'm talking about right now. What I'm talking about is for you to kind of lean in, get quiet, and really understand 
Is there a new market opportunity? Has something unfolded within your target market, within your audience, where you can now step up in a different way or where you have seen, wow, I have a skill set in this arena that I could really help the people that I serve. During tough times, it allows us to get creative. It allows us to see opportunities that perhaps we never needed to tap into before and we simply didn't have an opportunity to see. It also allows you to really take a hard look at how are you helping your clients and do you have an opportunity to diversify? Because the more diverse your income streams are, the more diverse your customer base is, the more diverse your offers are, the better off you are to be able to weather these types of storms that can come with emergencies and with things like a recession or a pandemic. Now, again, these are things where depending on the type of business that you have, you may not be able to put in a whole bunch of things right away. However, I'm going to encourage you to really think about, is there even one offer, one new offer that you would be able to put out in the marketplace that would be of service to your people right now in this moment because of an opportunity that has arisen from a change in the marketplace? And how quickly could you implement and put that out, whether it's for free, a lower cost, really the end result in terms of what you're going to charge people is not the most critical thing. For me, it's really about you having proof of concept and being able to put something out that's going to allow you to help people in a different way. And that as this works through these slower economic times, that you're going to be able to have this be another mainstay to your offers, like to your product suite. And as a result, you're going to end up with more diversified income, more diversified offers, more diversified clients, and that will help you weather the storm through the long term. So I really want us to, to think about how could you pivot based on what people are telling you, based on what they're asking for, and is it in your wheelhouse to be able to provide that as one of your offers? The next point is referrals. Now, we started off all of this talking about the importance of retaining your clients. Now, your clients and your colleagues can be critical places for you to be able to tap into to get new clients. Now, we already talked about the importance of maintaining your business development activities with the marketing and the sales. And I think the most overlooked point of where to get new clients being referrals is something that we can all do a better job with. And I'm going to throw myself under the bus with this one too, because it can be easy to overlook and it can be easy to just realize that, you know, when you do a good job, of course, your clients or your colleagues are going to refer you, but that's not always the case. We're all just so busy with the things that are more important in our lives that we have good intentions. But unless we are specifically asked, unless we are kind of held to task to really think about the people that we would want to refer to our trusted uh, colleagues, that we don't always um, have the time. And so now more than ever, what I want you to do is to think about whether it's three or five uh, individuals that you know could refer ideal clients to you. So this could be a past customer that has gotten great results from you and maybe they already actively send you referrals and for you to be able to reach out during this time to just say, thank you, I appreciate you, how are things going in your life? And not with the intention to just come out and ask, like, can you send me referrals? But really this is an opportunity for you to build that relationship, see where they're at, and then obviously, 
um, be able to reconnect with them and ask them for the opportunity to help more people that they know, like, and trust, and that they think would know, like, and trust you. And so in this way, there is a transfer of authority. They're going to be able to transfer their authority, their relationship with those folks and put them onto you. So it shortcuts your sales cycle and it allows you to more easily find paying customers because they are coming from a trusted source. The next point, I think we're up to number five. Number five is to invest in skills. Now, in slower times, when you have fewer clients and you're still doing the activities of, around business development, the reality is you're going to have more free time. And so during this time period, it is even more critical that you are as productive as possible with the time that you have. And the number one thing that can help give you an immense ROI besides that business development that we already, already talked about is to um, invest in your skills. Now. As we're thinking about the pandemic, uh, you may be thinking, well, gosh, how am I supposed to do that when a lot of the skill building that I'm used to may be in person? I'm going to tell you, running my own online business and helping clients around the world internationally and basically doing it all virtually, that I'm going to tell you if you Google something right now in the area that you're trying to learn, and chances are, if you're listening to this particular podcast um, and this particular episode, it's because you want some help around sales. So if you take a look at even some of the resources that I have, including this podcast, you can invest in yourself without having to, to be in person. Um, there's tons of virtual options, whether that is video or audio or um, or printed like eBooks. There is no limit to how you can invest in yourself and be able to really skill build. Now, why would you want to do this? Well, because when you have an opportunity to make sure that you're learning the skills that are going to pay off in dividends as you're going to be able to put it into practice, here's the thing. When things are busy, guess what ends up happening? You're just helping clients left, right, and center. I know this from experience, whether it's in a busy corporate career or in your own business. When times are good, times are good, right? And that means that you're spending a lot of that time and effort and focus doing the work, doing the work with your clients, servicing them, providing them with the solution, actually delivering on what you have promised and giving them the goods from your contract or your engagement. And as a result, you know, investing in yourself in terms of your skill development and being able to improve upon the things that you need to learn usually are put on the bottom of that list. So what I am suggesting right now is that if you go back and look at the areas where you have wanted to uh, improve, you have said, I need to learn A, B, or C. And perhaps if you're here right now, you're thinking, I really need to take the time to get better in sales. Well, now's the time because you actually do have the time to be able to put that level of focus and um, and the actual time itself, right? So if right now you're thinking, well, gosh, I have all this extra free time, um, block it off. Make sure that you either use your time to be able to sit through podcast episodes like this or an ebook or YouTube videos, you can go and visit my Facebook business page as well at Susan McVeigh. And I have a ton of trainings for you to be able to learn and improve and then be able to put it into action as things start to turn around. Now, 
the other part with this is that as you invest in your own skills, you're going to be able to potentially have access to other people in the skills or areas that you're not as strong in. I am very much a believer in outsourcing and delegating that which with you are not the best at. Now, that may not always be possible, especially as we're thinking about the pandemic. Now, the beauty of this is that there are a ton of resources, a ton of really well-qualified folks that you can hire who are freelancers, that work contractor rates, um, and that work virtually. So I'm going to list a bunch of resources for you to be able to use over in the show notes. But if you use a service like Upwork or uh, one, two, three employee or freeup.com, these are all uh, job websites where you can go and you can hire somebody for a set block of hours or a set contract or a set job, a set project, and they're going to be able to do the work for you so that you don't have to hire a full-time employee. Now, that being said, you may find that as things have gotten leaner, as some industries have had to let go of their best top talented staff simply because of the situation that's happening right now, you may, able, you may be able to scoop up somebody um, that is that you've had your eye on that is a really, really well-qualified individual for the skill sets that you need, but previously was not available. So keep that in mind, especially if you are in a business where you anticipate growth, uh, once things start to calm down, or even right now, you may find that, hey, my business is going great, and I'm actually short on staff, and I need better qualified people in order to be able to do uh, the things that I need to do and to keep getting more of the better quality clients that I want to be able to pitch for. Take a look and see who's available in your marketplace, and don't be afraid to reach out because If something should change with the current economic climate, either given the pandemic or given the industry that they're working in, you may find that you are able to scoop somebody up for a really, really amazing opportunity. So number six, cash is king. Cash is king. Now, I probably could have started this with with this actual point because it is so super important. However, I recognize that right now it may be really hard for you to do this if you haven't already planned in advance. Now, that being said, I'm going to give you a couple of really specific tactical things that you can do right now that are going to help you, especially if you feel like cash is tight. So the very first thing that I want to make sure that you understand is that The goal for all of my clients, the goal for me and my business is always to have between a three-month to a six-month emergency net. This is something that's carried over from back in the day when I was still in personal finance, and it is something that I still keep in the back of my mind because it is really important that in times of stress or emergency, um, like now, that you have the opportunity to be able to take care of yourself and the things that you need to do without having the money worry. So I know that if you right now are are kind of shaking your head at me and going, well, that is impossible right now, not to worry. What I want you to do is as soon as it is possible for you that you start building up an emergency net, starting with one month of savings, and that takes into account your personal and your business expenses, but then building up as quick as you can towards that three-month mark, and then ideally the six-month mark, okay? Now, what do you do right now in order to be able to manage your cash? Well, the first thing that I want you to know is that right now, 
your natural tendency may be to cut all of your expenses, like to just slash and burn. And I'm going to tell you that that is not the best thing to do. I want you to really think about all the expenses that you have, but if you have team members, if you have other people working for you, you do not want to cut all of the expenses that make your company your company. You really want to be mindful about the things that keep your top talent with you because it's going to be way more expensive for you to lose those people, have to rehire or retrain and reacclimate those best employees or contractors into your business and get them into your culture. So really think thoughtfully about the things that make your business unique, that give you your your unis, and that allow your employees to really feel connected to you. And so don't don't cut your expenses at the expense of your overall company culture, your values, or your long-term growth. I know that it might feel counterintuitive to kind of hold on to some expenses, but I'm going to ask you to really think thoughtfully and mindfully around the alignment of the expense and where it fits in with uh, either one of those three things, your culture, your values, or the long-term growth um, and the vision that you have for your business. Now, the second part is that just like you, if you're currently facing a cash crunch, chances are your clients and your suppliers or your vendors are also facing the same sort of thing, especially right now. Um, this is not an individual issue. This is a worldwide problem. And so given that you have the ability to take a look at uh, your expenses and start getting creative with payment arrangements to get some cash rather than none. And that means that if you have an opportunity to renegotiate your terms for any contract, for any contractor, for any creditor, please go ahead and do so. And that's both on the personal side, as well on the business side. The last piece is that if you can, and you need access to cash, apply for credit. Now, I'm going to, this is a whole legal disclaimer. I am not a financial planner. I am not um, giving you financial advice, but I am letting you know that if you have the means to be able to get access to funds, which includes credit, that that is something that you may want to take a look at. And again, speak to your own financial advisor, your accountant and your lawyers and all that stuff for your own personal situation. But this is a way for you to be able to have access to cash to mitigate your cash flow while times get tighter, especially if you know that this is a, a short-term, a temporary thing, and you just need to be able to get through the next one month, three months, six months, because you have a bit of a shortfall between what you need and what you are able to cover in your business expenses. So most of your creditors, just like you, if you had a client coming to you and saying, hey, can we renegotiate our payment? you would rather get uh, some money rather than no money. And that's how all of us are going to feel right now. So don't feel like you're going hat in hand or that you're too embarrassed or too proud to be able to ask for new terms. Rates are different. Situations are different. The entire business environment is very, very different. And I'm I'd be really hard-pressed to say that there would be any business that would not be willing to have at least a conversation around how they could be more supportive of you and your business to be able to uh, help with any cash flow crunch, especially as it relates to payment terms, um, expenses, 
uh, interest rates, any of that kind of stuff. Um, please go ahead and take a look at all of the expenses that you have and go through and reach out to those individuals that you need to make conversations with so that you can renegotiate and see if you can reduce some expenses or maintain your cash flow, uh, especially during these uncertain times. The last key that I have for you um, is really around uh, time management, effectiveness, um, but also how to be more um, more productive when right now it may not feel like you want to really do anything at all. I know that for me right now, uh, my kids are slated to be home well beyond spring break and I'm going to be honest and say I'm a little more than concerned about that more than anything else because this is uncharted territory for us. We've never had uh, everybody at home. My husband works from home as well and trying to figure out and navigate all of our changes in schedule that will probably be here for the longer term. So this last one is around a hack to be more effective when your kids are either at home, when you're not feeling yourself, either because you're more stressed out or perhaps you're under the weather uh, or don't have as much time because you're needing to check up on loved ones or your team members are needing more time from you, all of those kinds of things that may be a little bit more unusual during these current circumstances. So with this one here, it is a simple but effective hack, which is time blocking. Now, I'm going to tell you that I um, I have never really been a huge fan of this until I actually used it. <laughs> so if right now you're thinking, oh, this isn't going to work for me, Believe you me, that's how I was a few short years ago. And now I swear by it because when I'm able to block off the time and know that, hey, there is two hours or four hours and it doesn't even have to be all together, it just needs to be a dedicated space of time. I communicate this not only with my husband, but also with my kids to let them know that between this time and this time, I am not available uh, because I need to get some work done. Sometimes it is later in the evening because I'm a night owl and that's when I find that my creative juices are flowing and I'm just much more productive. I know for a lot of my clients who are early birds, they set the alarm a couple of hours earlier before anybody else is up in the house and they use that one or two hours of dedicated time to get so much more done because they have uninterrupted, glorious, peaceful time. Now, the best use of time blocking is to give yourself a task to focus on. So it's the Pomodoro method. You're going to give yourself a timer. Usually it's 25 minutes at a time with a five minute break, but you can play with it and see how effective you are for the types of tasks that you're putting in place. So you're going to give yourself a task. Let's say it's to write up a blog post. You're going to set a timer for 25 minutes and you're going to focus on that task for that entire period of time. And at the end of that time, you're going to give yourself a five minute break. Now you may find that depending on what you it is that you're doing, that you need to give yourself another 25 minutes and that's totally fine. But at the end of the day, you're probably going to be way more effective and impactful than if you had just kind of worked off a to-do list or you're you're going back and forth between a whole bunch of tasks. The reason for this is because of context switching, which is a real thing. And every time we switch from task to task to task to task, we lose about 20% of our productivity. And so while you would think that for uh, an hour of your time, it would be 100% of your focus, when you are splitting that between multiple things that you're doing at the same time, 
aka, and I'm using air quotes here, multitasking, you're actually not doing very well because your brain loses about 20% every single time it switches from one thing to the next and it loses its focus. It takes longer for you to get back up to speed, to figure out what you're doing, and to be able to um, get back to what it was that you actually want to be doing. So time block, use the timer for Pomodoro, and make sure that you think about when you're most productive and communicate this with the people that you love and are going to be kind of taking up your time and your schedule over the next little while. So above all, here is my message for you because I have gotten a ton of messages and questions and I've been pouring into my current clients inside of Sales Mastery Society, helping them to pivot their offers, see how they can be of service, see how they can still maintain their business and be productive, but also profitable during this time and being sensitive to the environment within which we are all operating. This is uncertain. This is unprecedented. And this is unlike anything else that I think will ever happen in my lifetime and hopefully my kids. Um, this is this is this is bizarre. I'll just be totally honest, right? Like who would have thunk uh, a week or a month ago that all of this would have unfolded so very, very, very quickly. And the reason why I'm putting this bonus episode together today is because I'm concerned for the community that I, I serve and that I help. And that includes you. And I know that a lot of my clients have been asking, how do I help? Like, do I have to give everything away for free? How do I continue to sell? How do I continue to operate my business? Like, my clients are worried. My business hasn't felt an impact yet, but it might. And I'm worried about the economy as a whole. And I'm going to tell you that if you're listening right now, and if you do run an online-based business in particular, that I believe that it is our responsibility collectively to be able to help the economy as much as possible. Because right now, with COVID-19 and with the government restrictions in large parts of the world, that a lot of business owners don't have that option. They don't have the freedom to be able to run their business any longer. And if we all as business owners uh, stop working, we stop making offers, we stop selling, what's going to happen? I'm really, really concerned about a world in which there are no businesses left to be able to do the things that we need to do as, as people and as humans. And I think it's our responsibility as online business owners, given that we do have the freedom, we do have the choice that we continue to show up, that we continue to serve, but that we also continue to sell. And I know that if it makes you uncomfortable for me saying these words to you and that you need some help, please reach out because I want to make sure that you have the skills and the resources and the tools available in order to pivot, especially right now, so that you can still be profitable without being sleazy or skeezy or just not paying attention to the conversation that's being had. And I think we can do it in a really impactful and mindful and careful way without being so anxious or worried. And as now more than ever, our global economy is requiring this. 
now more than ever, our global collective is requiring us to come together and connect in a more um, impactful and deeper way than we have ever had to before. And for me, what this looks like in my business is that I will continue to sell. I will continue to make offers. I will continue to help people through my free content and the resources that I have like this podcast but that I will continue to pour into my community and be able to invest in other businesses that have been able to stay open as well. I am looking to expand my team, um, just like I had shared with you here on one of the keys, um, to be able to grow my business and to make really smart investment choices. And I encourage you to do whatever feels appropriate for you, but I do encourage you to keep moving forward and to see how you can be a light and a guiding force for your communities, that you can provide the solutions to people's problems, that people are still looking to buy, they just may not know what it is that they're looking for yet, and for you to really think about how you can show up in your communities and serve them in a way that you maybe have never done before. And if that feels scary, I'm going to say that's good because in the scary times, in the uncomfortable times, great things happen. And perhaps by you taking action on one of these seven keys that I've shared with you in a little bit more detail today, something magical can unfold from all of this crazy that is happening around us so that you feel more certain with the next steps that you're going to be taking in your business. I appreciate you so much uh, for joining me today. If you need anything at all, feel free to reach out. You can send me a voicemail on my podcast page uh, with that little widget thing there, or you can send me an email and details will be in the show notes for you. Um, Thank you so much. And we will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.